I brought you to the Library of Congress. Why? Because it's the biggest library in the world. Over 20 million books, and they're all saying the same exact thing. Listen to Riley. When the Declaration is on display, okay, it is surrounded by guards and video monitors and little families from Iowa and little kids on their eighth grade field trip. And beneath an inch of bulletproof glass is an army of sensors and heat monitors that will go off if someone gets too close with a high fever. Now, when it's not on display, it is lowered into a four-foot-thick, concrete, steel-plated vault. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Well, it did, Jim. He's in Geely. My cat's uh, somewhere with my wife. Yeah, it's a sewing machine. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. This is episode 379. 379. And tonight we're talking about National Treasure. National Treasure. Just like Andrew, it is a national treasure. (laughs) Okay. Is he? Yeah. Is he, though? I think he is. Maybe, oh, maybe that's, a, you're always so nice. Maybe a Especially local to, to Andrew. Yeah, a local treasure. There you go. Mm. Kind of like a roadside treasure. Yes. You know, it's it's like a sign. Yeah, that signifies, mm. hey, Andrew was a roadside treasure. No, or, or or maybe more like a a roadside, you know, freak show. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't that know. Sounds about right. <clears throat> I, I don't know. I don't either. I just, just yeah. I know, so I know that last week, uh, if you listened to last week's episode, thank you for, first of all, and secondly, um, I know that we said that we were going to be doing Jungle Cruise. Um, uh, unfortunately, our guest for this week had a thing happen, uh, a life thing, and and it happens, and it's it's you know unfortunate. Yep. Uh, so uh, she will be joining us later. So we have a guest that was able to kind of come in at last minute, which we're excited to announce here in a little bit. But I, she wanted to watch that movie, so I said, you know what, we'll keep that movie for you for later because it's not going anywhere. Off, it's not going to be going leaving streaming or anything. So we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll switch out the movie. And so here we are doing National Treasure. So <laughs> I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. Is now a Nicolas Cage fan, Jimison. <laughs> Let's not get but, carried away. I was going to say, but is he? <laughs> That's a good question. I just wanted to label that for him. He has been on the record very uh, loudly saying that not only is he not a Cage fan, but you know, <laughs> I think he's one of the worst actors in Hollywood. But whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Sam. Yes. Uh, once jumped off the side of an aircraft carrier for fun, Vector. Yeah, you know, just make sure that you uh, you point those toes down and uh, you know feet first first time. So, um, but Sean, yeah, just so you know, if you had jumped off the aircraft carrier, um, I would have grabbed your leg and just pulled you down. <laughs> that must have been so terrifying in the moment, <laughs> right? Like you jump 
I don't know how tall an aircraft carrier is, 30 feet, 40 feet? I it's, don't know. Oh, gosh, it's more than that. Think, it's like five stories. Oh, I want to say it's like 50, it's huge. 50, They're 60 just feet, gigantic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even the the Intrepid, which is uh, a, what, a World War II carrier, so it would be not as big yeah. as um, one of the ones now. But still, yeah. Well, you've, you've been out to the, the North Carolina the ship, right? The battle battleship. I have been to the North Carolina. Yes, the U.S. Yeah, North I mean, Carolina. think how, but, how high that is off the water. I mean, yeah, that's... yeah. Well, I've also spent the night on the USS Yorktown, which is the carrier that's in Charleston Harbor. Um, oh, on on purpose? Yeah, it was with the Boy Scouts. They okay. do a thing with the Boy Scouts, and so we you go down there Friday and you spend the night, and then yeah. you're there Friday all day Saturday. Spend the night Saturday, Sunday morning, get up and leave, and. uh yeah. Oh, so they let you leave this. Okay. They do. Yeah. Well, I, obviously, they let me leave. I actually, I actually had a very similar experience to Nicolas Cage uh, on oh. the uh, aircraft carrier in Charleston. Where you were. Oh, yeah. You jumped off, or there yeah. was a helicopter hovering right over you? Well, no. At night, my son, uh, while he was in Cub Scouts, decided he wanted to sleep on the top bunk, and he had never slept on the top bunk before. Yeah. And I <laughs> said, Now, you're not going to fall off, are you? <laughs> and he said, no, dad, I'm good. And uh, about 11.30, I hear him slipping out of the bunk atop of me. Yeah. And I just happen to be awake enough to reach out and catch him as he falls nice. before wow. he hits his head on, on the floor. And then for the rest of the night, I have to stay awake to make sure he doesn't fall out of the bed right? again. That's almost like a Spider-Man yeah. move. That's your your yeah. your, your father's sense was tingling, and yeah. you knew exactly what to do. <laughs> the Andrew Tingle. Yes, it was. It was the Andrew the Tingle. Andrew tingle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the one thing, we, the part we haven't told you, and I promise we're going to intro our guest here, so he can because he's very patiently <laughs> waiting, is that those bunks they they're like five high, right? So I mean, mm-hmm. they're not very. Yeah. Yeah. There's like seven inches of clearance. Like between your belly and the next bunk is about three and a half inches of clearance. So my dad, who stayed with me, um, he he made, and I don't, Andrew, I don't know if you made this mistake. So dad was on like the second from the bottom because it was easiest for him to get in. But of course, when they yeah. blow the horn to wake you up, he jolted up like every normal person does <laughs> and smacked his head into the bottom of the. No, it was an empty bag, right? It's just an empty. Yeah, hammock. yeah, yeah. But it's still. Um, could you could you turn over though? Like if someone was above you, could you turn? Yeah, you, you know, could. Because I have to turn over at night. I can't but it's just a, sleep it's on a, like that. It's a hammock, so it's not easy to do. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, all right. I we've enough of this. Also, yeah. making his cheap seat reviews debut, uh, Graydon stole his podcast so someone else wouldn't from the Ben Buster <laughs> podcast. Why, thank you for having me tonight. Yeah. We, we promise we won't make you jump off. So, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Although, I, you have to admit that was a clever way to get, get out of being in custody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, it was clever. Now, scuba divers underneath them would be producing bubbles. That's all I got to say. You would have <laughs> seen bubbles. <laughs> so, but it's, and, and, it's the, and Cage, it's, Cage would have known exactly where to jump if there were bubbles in the ground or in the water. It's the Hudson. Like maybe the bubbles are just like dissipating in the muck. <laughs> of the... <laughs> They're dissolving in the acid that is the water. Yeah, exactly. It it just bubbles all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like a like a. It looks like a coke down there. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. So yeah, 2004 is National Treasure. Let's let's talk about this. I'm I'm excited to talk about this for a couple reasons. One. 
it's well established that Andrew hates Nicolas Cage, so I'm always yes. delighted when I get to force him to watch one. <laughs> I think our last Nicolas Cage movie was Next, right? I think that's true. Or was it Con Unfortunately, Air? Unfortunately, yeah. Because we, we did Con Air also. I can't yeah. remember. We've done Con Air. Yeah, that's... I, I just base it off of the Nick Cage hairstyle. So we watched <laughs> long hair, stringy hair, Cage. Mullet. Mullet cage, right? Mullet cage, yeah. Uh, it's not really a mullet in uh, hillbilly cage. Hillbilly, yeah, 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 more of a hillbilly. Yeah. Yeah. Con Air is there hillbilly cage. That accent is dreadful. As as yeah. three dudes from the south, we can say that that accent is dreadful. It doesn't work. No. There's about five people in Hollywood that can do southern, and one of them's Matthew McConaughey, and I don't know the rest, but yeah. And that's because he's is southern. Yeah. Oh, Michael Caine can actually do southern really well. Because it's, it's close to Cockney. Yeah, well, it's because he's British. He's British. Yeah, yeah. He the British do. know how to do the accents. <laughs> they really do. They do. It's it's quite amazing. You should hear um, on the opposite way. Tom Holland, he can do a great British accent. Yeah, <laughs> there's a really funny. <laughs> that he can. There's a really yeah. funny thing where like he's doing uh, like an interview, but the interviewer interviewer <laughs> is like in on this like prank, and yeah. so he's like. So why are you pretending to be British? And he's like, I'm not. I am British. And he goes, no, I've seen your movies. You, you're American. So why are you speaking with a British accent? He's like, no, I, I live in London. Like, I'm, I'm British. And he goes, but you talk with an American accent. He says, I'm an actor. Spider-Man is American. He's from Queens. I'm from London. He was getting so frustrated. And, of course, the camera cuts to the guy's. You know, in the earpiece. They're of the talking guy. in the ear. Yeah, yeah, they're just mm-hmm. losing it. It's pretty funny. It's like Hugh Laurie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, name any other great actor that can do that, like uh, Nicole Kidman or Hugh Jackman. or Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. You know who can't do it, though? Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has one accent. It's this one, and... Thank you for bringing it back. And he struggles with that one. <laughs> this is going to be a good time. <laughs> National Treasure, 2004's National Treasure. Please, Andrew, tell our fine listener, what is this movie? A historian races to find the legendary Templar treasure before a team of mercenaries. Okay. That's oh, not that's a well. That's not a well-written sentence, and it's not really the entire plot of the movie. But, but thank you, IMDb. Once again, it's not again. that bad. Yeah, that's it's, not too bad. It's pretty. I mean, uh, it's, well, it's the just gist fit, of it. Yeah. Let's just say it. It. It fits the uh, pomp and circumstance of the movie. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, uh, I I can already tell where Andrew's going to land on this one. So. I, I can. Is it safe to assume that we all, all four of us, have seen this before? I would mm-hmm. think. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I saw this in the theater. Anybody else? Yep. I yeah. think I did too. Yeah. Yep. I saw this in a theater that's now been torn down. Oh. So it's been that long. Was it the Boone one? No, it was in Hickory. Hickory. Towards my old house. Okay. So. Yep. Oh well, that's sad. So yeah, 2004's National Treasure, starring Nicolas Cage and. Diane Kruger, uh, mm-hmm. which the only other thing I know her in is Inglorious Bastards. I don't, 
I mean, like, I don't know much else that she's done. Um, she was in a movie called uh, Copying Beethoven. Um, that she is actually a really good movie um, about the life of Beethoven, and she plays his copyist. So she rewrites all of his music, and it's a very good movie. Oh, interesting. Oh, that does sound, yeah, that does sound cool. Yeah, I'm looking at her. Uh, I'm looking at her filmography. It's just not stuff I've heard of. You know, it's. I mean, after she does this, she does something called Days of Darkness and The Hunting Party. And she she started to focus on her uh, Pennsylvania Dutch Amish country uh, farm. Is that what it is? She, yeah. she was on the host. Well, she is uh, she is German, and so a lot of yeah. her films are foreign films, I believe. Well, that's good to know because I actually one of my I didn't take notes, but one of my mental notes was it sounded like her her accent was wavering throughout the movie. Yeah, she's born. So, yeah, she's born. So maybe in not the, as much. <laughs> yeah, she was born in Lower Saxony, West Germany. Okay. Mm. Uh, apparently, she's in that new three five five movie, the 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 girl spy movie, well, the all girl spy movie. Interesting. Which I kind of want to see, but I'm also kind of weary of, mainly because Jessica Chastain is in it, and we all saw Ava, and mm-hmm. that movie was terrible. Yep. Yep. Graydon, did you see Ava? I have. Yeah, it's it's bad movie, right? Or are we are we off base? <laughs> are we on the same page? Yes, we are. Okay, we are. Yeah, it's a bad movie. Yeah. Um, she's in a bunch of others. She's got like four movies coming out. She's in pre production for something called Butterfly in the Typewriter. I mean, that sounds neat. I guess. Mm. So anyway, good for Diane. But she's uh, she's in this movie and looking very attractive and whatnot. But you also have Sean Bean, who doesn't die in this movie. What a shocker. It is. I was actually surprised. So my, I said uh, to my son, I said, hey, we're going to watch this movie called National Treasure. Um, this is a movie that I would actually like to watch with you at some point. And uh, he goes, can we watch it tonight? And I said, no, nah, it's too late. And I said, but it's also PG-13, so I'll, I'll need you to get a little older. And then the movie starts, and I, I get on IMDb. This is a PG movie. Yeah. Yeah. So It's, it's not a... Disney. Disney yeah. was very yeah. proud of the PG rating on this. Well, well, Disney. I mean, Disney did Pirates of the Caribbean, and that's PG thirteen. You know, so true. Yeah, you know, it's, a little bit more swordplay there. This, you, you know, you can make a good PG movie. You can. Yeah. You just got it. It's just got to be a good story. Sure. Oh yeah. Um, so I think that I think they did a PG movie well in this. Yeah. But. I mean, there's only one death, and it's you know, it's just a dude falling down a big hole. And you know, you never, you never get to see the body. Yeah, exactly. So we don't. Right? Don't you think once they got to the bottom, there'd be like a splattered remains? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it was super convenient that when they get to the bottom, that the the bottom, they they like they. Why would they dig farther down? Well, <laughs> the janitor got there first. <laughs> yeah, it's the same guy picking scraping up the emperor at the uh, exactly the Death Star, and replacing the oil and. Yeah. yeah, keeping everything tidy so, down there. So in case you want to yeah. come down and, and light a fire, it, the whole room except, can light up. Except for the room that's not supposed to look tidy. So yeah, that's in fact that's what he does. He takes yeah. the dust from the other room and then throws it in that outer room. <laughs> Somebody has to dust the the green goatee guy. Yeah, 
Yeah. Speaking of green goatee guys, so Justin Bartha is Riley Poole. He's the comic relief throughout the entire movie, and my favorite part of this of, of this movie by far. Let me let me stop you and ask. Yes, is that the same guy from The Witcher? Is that uh, the bard? Uh, no, I don't think so. He does kind of look like him. That you now that you say that, but I don't. I don't okay. think so. I'll, right. I'm going to look, but I don't think so. No, it's not. No, no. no. Okay, no. But he's also a dude that, like, he was in a couple of things right from this, right after this, like Failure to Launch, and then the sequel, and then The Hangover, mm-hmm. and then again, didn't see him again. Yeah, you know, he's in he's in stuff, <laughs> uh, but nothing, nothing. He's in Geely. He's, oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's in a t- he was in a series Giggly. for for. Um, the Good Fight, and he was in Cooper Barrett's Guide to Surviving Life. He's in something called White Girl. So, but he, but I agree, he is the best part of this. Mm-hmm. He cracks me up the whole time. He is, he is the funniest part. Snorkel of the, the snorkel. <laughs> I can't wait to play that because you know I'm going to relieve the story, Sam. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Harvey Keitel is also in this. Christopher Plummer. Um, so big names. So my wife has this really cool superpower. And she can hear someone speak for about five seconds and then tell you, oh, that guy is such and such from another movie. She, you know, she can't always pick up a, a face, mm-hmm. but she can hear a voice and just boom. So Christopher Plummer is telling the story at the beginning to his grandson. He talks for maybe 10 seconds. And Sarah pauses, my wife, she pauses the movie and says, that's the bad guy from Up. And I said, yeah, really? And she says, what? And I said, that's who you go with? And she says, what? I said, not the dad from The Sound of Music, but the bad guy from (laughs) Up. And she says... Well, he doesn't sound like the dad from The Sound of Music. I said, no, right. he's well, changed. The sound, sound was dead. Uh, yeah. You know, that's that's when the sound people actually had to record it on clay pots. Yeah. And then bring it back to the studio <laughs> and then have it be played. <laughs> well, it your, voice, your voice does change a little bit when you get older, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, it's 50 yeah. years older or whatever, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, have, you know, the boys continue to drop, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, like they say, the nose. And Sam ears knows what we're talking about. Uh, Keep growing. Oh yeah, yeah, we really do. <laughs> so they start dragging the ground after a while. I'll I'll go ahead and get this out of the way. He is our Star Trek connection of the movie. Also, um, he plays a really cool Klingon in Star Trek Six. So, thank you, Christopher Plummer, for for being awesome. But I just think that's awesome. Yep. I mean, she does it all the time, right? We'll be we'll be watching something, and she's like. That sounds like the guy from such and such. Yeah, it's that's him. So you know, my wife has a superpower when we're when we're watching movies. She, she can is, fall asleep anytime. No, well, I mean, besides that, but it's it's a superpower that every time, every time I'm watching a movie, she'll mention that I need to turn the sound down. <laughs> that's her superpower. So that's the superpower. I mean, it's 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 just it happens every single time. It's quite it's quite unbelievable. Cool. So. 
Is she within striking distance right now? No, she is not, which is why I'm able to That's say That's why that. you're saying it. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we ready for some five-word reviews? Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, I guess yeah. we haven't even started. Yeah, that. we haven't done that. I've been kind of talking more about the, 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 the bones of the movie. I want to say real quick, John Turtletaub. Tob? Turtletaub? Turtletaub. Um, we've seen him before, right? He's director of Cool Runnings. We saw him recently mm-hmm. in, of While You Were Sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a he's a dude of movies we have seen, right? Um, we see the Three Ninjas, which we haven't done, but we should. Uh, National Treasure, The Kid, National Treasure Two, uh, The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Guys, I am putting The Sorcerer's Apprentice on their list. I'm gonna make you watch another Nick Cage movie. <laughs> 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 It'll be a while. I'm not gonna make us do it like next week or whatever. But we'll we're gonna watch it at some point, maybe. All right. I don't know. Uh, but he also did. Um, did he do? Did he do Rush Hour? Did I see that right or no? Mm, no. He did an no. episode of the of Rush Hour. He did the pilot. Uh, he did the movie Las Vegas. He also directed The Meg recently. The Meg. I liked The Meg for a big shark movie. It was fun. Yeah, it's a big dumb yeah. shark movie. Yeah. It knows it's a big shark movie. Yeah, That's, yeah. It's all you need. Yeah. As soon as you sure. saw Jason Jason Statham in it, I'm like, I hope he punches it somehow. Yeah. You know, it's all it's all I wanted. All I right. was hoping he would ride the shark. Oh, that would have been cool. Right. Yeah. Like in um uh, oh the Samuel not Samuel Jackson, LL Cool J, where he's he's the black guy that actually survives the entire movie. Oh in, into the deep blue sea or it, into the blue Deep Blue Sea, maybe Deep Blue Sea, yeah, Deep Blue Sea. Sam Jackson, which is one which is one where he gets at like in the first five minutes. Is that Deep Blue Sea? What's that one? I don't remember. I yeah. Don't remember. They all kind of run but, it, but it's, it, they they took the scream approach with that basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sam, well Jackson, he wasn't like Sam Jackson yet. You know, he was just you know what I'm saying, like he was the guy who also died in Jurassic Park. Like he wasn't Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't what he, he was Sean Bean before Sean Bean. A little bit, yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's right. interesting. I never thought about that. Speaking of Sean, that's why he had to become Samuel L. Jackson because Sean Bean was there to take his place. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. All right, so Sam, why don't you hit us with your five-word review? Okay. All right, I've got two here, and um, they're both uh, surprisingly positive. I've got a great little American adventure, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and my my kind of review is perfect heist slash treasure hunt mix up. Okay. And um, I thought they did real well. You know, I, I'm i a sucker for good American myths like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Da Vinci Code. I love some of the other stuff, the, the Hidden Symbol and, and things that he does um, with some of these Masonic uh, traditions and, and things like that. And so I, I have a lot of fun uh, reading about that sort of stuff. So this was kind of what I thought was a reflection on even the, uh, the Da Vinci Code um, – style uh when it came out i think they were kind of taking advantage of that uh i i'm not a big fan of nick cage i'm not like andrew where i hate you know hate everything he does but i think he does decent in this movie does he overact holy crap yes there are times when when it's it's eye-rollingly bad that uh that he's trying to explain something or that he's putting too much emphasis on you know uh, on a speech from the declaration or something like that i'm not sure if you captured the audio 
right? I'm going to be but, honest. Um, that most of what I captured was not Nicolas Cage. It was mostly <laughs> Riley. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. Okay. But uh, but aside from that, it was a fun adventure story. I loved the heist. I loved how it worked. I loved how they had two heists going on at, at the same time. That was kind of a nice twist on that. Um, Riley made this movie. Um, he was hilarious and, uh, I was worried for a split second when I first saw it that he really was going to get shot after he said, okay, after he said the next person that talks, yeah. uh, you know, get shot. Right. So, um, I had, I have fun with this. This is an Indiana Jones without being set in world war two. Um, and of course, Nick Gage is no way an Indiana Jones, but just the, the spirit and the style of the storytelling reminded me a lot of, of something you might see in Indiana Jones. So um, I, I didn't realize it was PG. I, and when I was watching it, you're right. I, I'll probably show this to my kids. I think they'd enjoy it. Yeah, I think they'd have a lot of fun. And it's American, for God's sake, right? Mm-hmm. Um, certainly... I'm sure, uh, you know, there's things on the back of the Declaration of Independence, but I'm sure there's not hidden ink um, pointing to a treasure in, in New York City or wherever it ended up being. But um, I wish it could have continued um, to be told this well in the second movie. Um, but we're, obviously, we're not going to to uh, review that one as of now. But... Um, Probably yeah, ever. <laughs> I, yeah. I like it. I enjoy it. I think it's fun. Cool. All right. Right on. Uh, uh, Graydon, if you uh, have one, this is your opportunity. <laughs> um, My five words would be Cage Meets Indy in America. Okay. okay. Because it's a, like he was, like he was saying it was, Pretty much an American version, not set in World War II, of an indie film. Just done by Disney standards without the quality acting of Harrison Ford. <laughs> the old quality acting of Harrison yes, Ford. Yes, yes. Let's, let's, let's preface that. <laughs> no, no, not the Nick Cage version of Harrison Ford. Let's put it that way. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, cool. Um, Andrew. Yeah, I got one. <laughs> okay. You sound kind of upset about that. All right. No, I got actually, I got three. Movie. Eh. Nick Cage. Ugh. <laughs> How did you spell those? That's <laughs> number one. That's was that, it was just four spoke. words, right? Was that just four? No, words? that was five. If you count the eh and the uh. Say it again. I um, missed it. Say it again. I want to make sure I really get the full effect. Say it again. Movie. Eh. Nick Cage. Uh. Oh, Nick Cage is two words. That's where I got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah there you go. go. Okay. Right. Uh, my second one is uh, better than the sequel, but dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and then... <laughs> um, and then the third one is National Treasure... Is not a national treasure. Oh, oh man, yeah. it makes me so sad. Yeah. Having said that, though, my kids like it. Well, good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, Sam hit it on the head. At at times, meaning the whole time, Nick Cage is a terrible actor, and 
uh, takes me out of every scene, literally every scene. I, I know I'm being a little facetious, but I, there's just something about him that it, it takes me out of the film watching him act. Now, is every film he does that way? No, but <laughs> this one, it was. It just was. Um, you know, the first time I saw it, I thought the stuff with Riley was kind of funny. Some of the stuff was still made me laugh a little bit, I guess. But but more so this time watching it, I just felt it was kind of, I don't know. that It was more forced, forced comedy, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know. It, it was didn't was feel it a little like Ryan Reynolds and Red Notice? Kind of, kind of. Maybe I'm just getting old and crotchety. Yeah, I think that's um, that, that's probably it. <laughs> but uh, you know, if you're if you're really honest, and you're not trying to spin disbelief, uh, this is absurd. This movie, everything, <laughs> everything about the clues, everything about how they steal the Declaration of Independence. It's all absurd. Like there is no way that you could ever, ever get away with doing any of this without going to jail forever. Uh, and <laughs> it's just these clues are just they they fall into their laps, sort of. Uh, that no normal person would be able to figure this out on a normal. You know, the scene where he's sitting there with the glasses from Ben Franklin and the guy Harvey Keitel is you know, fiddling with them, and he sees on the desk the back of the declaration. Like, that just, even if there were, it, somebody would miss that. I mean, it's just, I don't know. This whole thing. <laughs> Funny, I mean, Daddy, is I it, tell you. Is it, if you turn your brain off, is it an okay movie to watch? I suppose. But I've seen better treasure hunt heist type movies and uh, this one just for me at least in this watching falls flat all right that's all right hey that's fine no, no, that's okay just so you know by the way this movie was nominated for nine awards and won one and no Razzie? none of them were razzies wow it won bmi film and tv awards best music for Trevor Raven. In, oh, okay. I was going to say it has to be for music. In, in 2005. Because <laughs> the soundtrack yeah. is good. This is a good tune. Uh, this it is, is. It's very Trevor yeah. Raven. He's worked with Buck, Bruckheimer before. Um, it kind of sounds like a lot of the other ones, you know. It kind of sounds like your uh, your Bad Boys 2 or your The Rock or you know, stuff like that. A little bit like Armageddon, but you know. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, the other one that I like is the um, where is it? Uh, World Stunt Awards nominee, best overall stunt by a stunt woman, and the stunt was a woman hangs from the open door of a catering truck as it races through the streets. She successfully jumps from the hanging, from hanging onto the swinging door to a van trying to rescue her. Okay. I just I like how they went into great detail about the stunt. I've never seen that before. So that this... well, I've seen people hanging on doors. Sure. So I did have to I did make a joke in my uh, in my notes about that. So 
you have a catering truck being chased by a work van. Those are the two slowest vehicles ever. <laughs> like it, it couldn't have been more slow unless it was like a school bus chasing another school bus, right? So I thought they had to find a way to pump up the energy on the chase, and that's why they had her hanging on the door, and they had it going through construction and bouncing all over the place and stuff like that. So I thought that scene was speed three. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Exactly. But I mean, like it was as far as as far as, far as car chases go, right? Because this movie has two chases: it has a foot chase and the car chase. And the foot chase had every trope you can think of: crashing into people. They went through not really a restaurant, but they went through a food vendor place. So I think that still counts. Um, I mean, it had all those great tropes, and and then the car chase scene, like it was, I enjoyed it because it was different. You know, we've seen, you know, like just kind of how Red noticed that car chase scene was different because the rock crashes after three seconds, um, <laughs> which was funny. So I, I kind of enjoyed the this, this car chase because it's like these vans aren't, I mean, they're not drawing the attention of the police because they're going 35 miles per hour. <laughs> um, I mean, even if she fell off, and the that, regulators, the regulators have kicked in, yeah. and now, now they cannot go any faster. Yeah, exactly. So it's funny. Anyway, uh, my five-word review was heist plus treasure plus cage. I guess I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do an equals, um, but so the, it's an un, unfulfilled equation. But there you go. <laughs> I can I can solve it for you. Yeah, I know you can. I was waiting for you too. Oh my goodness! Divide by zero. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I just I'm with Sam with this one. I had a good time with this movie. This is probably I don't know my ninth time seeing this movie. I own it on DVD, which surprises no one. Yeah. Um, saw it in the theater. I just. This is this is one of those movies that it just is good comfort food for me. I know that there's so much, Andrew, you're right. There is so much just hogwash when it comes to... I mean, the ink that they had to make the hologram, that 3D hologram with the glasses, I mean, there was wow. movement in that right. thing. You know, yeah, it's <laughs> like... It's LED it's not technology. The, uh, yeah, that was on the back of the declaration. It's not the, uh, the, the map from Harry Potter. Like yeah. 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 <laughs> the other thing that I didn't notice until this viewing, because again, when you watch things with the patent pending CSR glasses on, um, you know, at the beginning of the movie when they were starting to do, when they first do the the uh, the testing on the on the declaration, they got gloves and they're super careful and don't touch the thing and don't breathe near it. By the end of the movie, they're unrolling it in the church, looking at it like it's just a notebook. You know, like it, mm -hmm. yeah, it was yeah. like they stopped caring. You they know? got used to it. They did. I mean, they're not wearing gloves. They're just oh, here, just hold this. It's fine. Oh, don't worry about that rip. It's all right. You know, it's just oh my gosh. I think it might have been a little funnier scene in that church too, if you saw Diane Kruger's character. Okay, before we open this up. Let's all put on our gloves. Yeah. And, and she's meticulously yeah. doing it. As you can see Sean Bean and all the other uh, mercenaries going, come on, come on. Yeah. There's someone on our tail. Come on. Right. What are you doing? Exactly. I have to do this right. Here we go. Yeah. That, but that would have fit her character. Yep. Yeah. It would have been mm -hmm. funny. Yeah. 
and fit her character. I, I could totally, I could totally get that. Speaking of her character, I have to say this, Andrew. This is the only part of the movie that I find the most disbelievable, the disbelievable, unbelievable. That's the word. She falls in line with them really quickly. <laughs> yeah, you know, she goes well, from and, and yes, they try to. She does. Yeah, they try to play it off as that she's really interested now because she sees that you know the clues are all what he thinks is actually there. So she, but. Yeah, you're right. If this were a real government official, even if they found that clue, they would say, "All right, well, now the government's going to take this over, and we're going to do it." You know? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna examine this at our at our labs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah it she she falls in real fast. I just I, and for some reason I hadn't really ever noticed it before, but I mean, like she tries to run away, and then they have the moment in the park, and all I could think of is like. Any normal woman would just be screaming her head off for help because there are two men preventing her from leaving. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, <laughs> there's, there's like her Stockholm syndrome kicks in fast. <laughs> and, and I don't know what's going on. Well, she has a low tolerance. Yeah. I, I always thought when I first saw it in theaters, I'm like, go, going, she works for the government. Is she playing them? Oh, like, is she playing yeah. along just so that the way the government can come in? And be like, oh, we got this from right here. Yeah, what a that fun angle. That would have actually it made for been. a better story. Yeah. Yeah, the, the angle that the, the government has been searching for this treasure as well. Um, have have three teams. Yeah. You know, uh, Ooh, yeah. that would have been interesting. That would have been interesting. Because you could tie it back into the clues that the um, that was in their book. That, that would have made for a better movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It would have been interesting. Yeah, I like that twist. Yeah, the 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 Harvey not Harvey Keitel, but like there's another team out there of of government officials whose sole job it is to to, to do these types of things. And so when she you know is kind of realizes what's going on, she like I don't know texts them like, "Hey, here's where we are. You know, come get us." I like that idea. Yeah, I yep. don't know. It just another it kind of annoyed inside. me that that she was. It would have been made. It would made sense too. She contacted them when they were in the deli, when they were hiding out. Yeah. They get shot yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, again, like even when she's at like his dad's, she says, "Excuse me, I need to use the bathroom," and then she calls the FBI yeah. or whatever. I just yeah. like I said, she when she gets to the doorstep and they make the joke about is she pregnant, and he goes, "Yeah," and she leans over and goes, "Do I look pregnant?" And Riley just kind of shakes his head. Like at that point, she's in. She's part of the team. Yeah. She's yeah. she's Thelma in the, the Scooby Doo team, right? Like she's all yeah. in. She's going to jail. Yeah, she's going. She's she, going to jail. Like like Andrew she's mentioned, lost her job. Yeah, oh she's, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how Cage can negotiate that with the FBI that the Smithsonian or the National Archives are going to be like. Well, you did find the greatest treasure in the history, but. You still aided the stealing <laughs> of the of the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. So. Anyway, um, uh, uh, last couple of notes I did have was cool shot in front of the Jefferson Memorial. Uh, I did like how it's you know framed them up. That was a that was a neat shot. Um, I also laughed at uh, of course that her password to the door is uh, like history based. 
Yeah. You know, it's just we, we have to really hammer in the fact that she's a history nerd. Do you do you think that the, the HR sends them all emails to, about <laughs> passwords, tech, their tech support, you know, yeah. please don't make your passwords, you know, one, two, three, four, yeah. you know, the word password or anything dealing with history? Yeah. Uh, yes, they should. It, you know, I mean, it's, again, it's the National Archives, right? You know, if you're gonna have a a keypad, you know, just <laughs> or, or pick any other history ever, but right, you know, yeah. Valley Forge, Washington should not be your yes, yeah. your password. Yeah, mm-hmm. it might as well just be password. Yeah. Um, so can we can we all agree that? Anytime we see Sean Bean in a movie and he's on the good side, you know he's going to flip. You know he's oh, the bad guy. He did that bond, on screen. Too. I don't think yeah. yeah, I don't think I've ever seen him in a film where he's not the bad guy. But then again, I haven't seen that many Sean Bean. Well, films. I'm Lord I'm, of the Rings. Yeah, that's my one yeah. place is well, like he yeah. makes a bad decision, but ultimately redeems himself. Yeah. So, and and we get to talk about that next week. But, um, but for the most part, you're right, Andrew. I think right because you got this movie. You said the Bond, uh, Golden Eye. He does this thing. Um, and by uh, I can't think of any other one else. There are other ones. I know it. There's got to be right. I mean, he's a good guy yeah. through uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, he shares oh, a birthday oh, with uh, Cornelius. That's cool. I, uh, sorry to sidetrack us again. No, you're fine. By lanes. One more thing. Yeah. That's completely absurd. When they find the Charlotte, or find Charlotte, it just so happens that under an inch of snow is the word Charlotte. <laughs> and then they, we just, we just pour some Aquafino over it and that's fine in the frozen Arctic. Yeah. Your water is going to clean off all that snow. Anyway, then we blow up this, this ship and they survive by going in a, in a, a back door, like, in a cubby of the sh- no, they are dead, <laughs> or at least Aww. full of splinters. They survive in the air pocket. That is the yeah. They they found a a lead lined refrigerator. Yeah, and climbed in, <laughs> and and it, you know it kicked them a couple miles away, but they survived. Is that is that yeah. your nuking the fridge moment? Was the Charlotte exploding, Andrew? I mean, is that the moment <laughs> yeah, you signed off? Yep. That's it. That's funny. <laughs> oh man, I, it's like because again, watching it this time, I thought that too. It's like, well, he's like he's looking for the hole to get out so he can run down the. I mean, I guess if there's not gunpowder down there, then there would be nothing to explode that wood down there. But it does feel like it would hurt, like the concussion. Yep. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, we've we've all seen the Hurt Locker, right? Yeah. And yeah. You know, where the brain gets scrambled within a certain range of that bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that they were in the range. They had to have been in yeah. range. But they were wearing big furry coats, so they're fine. <laughs> they and were protected by a piece of rotten lumber. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. History yeah. protected them. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Uh, let's see. What else did I write? Um, oh, okay. 
Here's a little sexual harassment uh, lawsuit waiting to happen. Those changing rooms they went to, my God, could those <laughs> doors be any less helpful? Like, <laughs> right? It's just what place. It is reminds this? me of the the critiques that Europeans give Americans for for going into our bathrooms yeah. and the the space between the stalls where you can see yeah. in. Right? They, you know, only America has, you know, peeping. Tom's, you know, uh, in, in every single bathroom. It's, it's, it's just mean, what we do. And here's, the, this is the part where my wife, she laughed. So they pulled out of what, a couple hundred, three, four hundred dollars out of that book. And so mm-hmm. when they went to, it was Urban Outfitters, I think. And they, and my wife goes, whoa, those two are putting on way more clothes than that $300 is going to pay for. Because <laughs> I mean, they were each putting on layer after layer of clothing. And yep. she, my wife's like, that'll pay for just Nick Cage's outfit. I said, well, maybe she traded in the dress. So I don't know. It was a clearance rack. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Urban Outfitters. The, I will say that the, um, the product placement in this movie was a little, a, a little. Heavy handed? Yeah. I mean, I can't just pick up a water bottle. It's got to be an Aquafina water bottle. And the Aquafina Ooh. has to be facing... The thing, and there was there was a couple other ones that really were. Was it the Visa one that really struck out at me, or something? You know, you can use your card, or you know, it, it sounded like a commercial. Maybe but. he did say, "Yeah, I had to use my," or she said, "We we take Visa or something, right?" Yeah, because when he's like, he was three dollars short on the thing. He's like, oh, "We take Visa or something." I don't remember what she said. Maybe it was, yeah. She just, oh, it it was the um when. Wasn't it when he bought the fake Declaration of Independence from the gift yep. shop? Yeah, 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 in the gift shop. Yeah, and he hands him the card, and they so slowly, like I call it the Batman, the George Clooney, Batman Robin scene where he just pulls out the card and you just see it for <laughs> the, about maybe the five card. Uh, yeah, a good five <laughs> seconds, and it's like, okay, here it is, boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh well, whatever. Again, it's things. Um, okay. Let's see. Last couple notes I have before we get into some fun clips here is uh, I always wondered why. So as they're escaping from uh, the when they split up, right? They're having the foot chase in in Philadelphia, and he sees the two armed park rangers. I know that this. Is, I don't know. I just I see, I see them, and all I could think of is Gates should say. Excuse me, gentlemen. These two behind me are following me, and they're both armed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then those two guys that would have solved the problem. That would have solved because yeah. then they would have, especially in the movie. Because in real life, they would ask you to stop and, and stay with them. But if Nick Cage just says, "You know, they're following me," and just kind of slowly backs away, and when those two guys, they would literally, you know, turn and face these gentlemen. It would be really simple for them to see that they're t- those both guys are armed. Like yeah. that just eliminates them from the equation completely. So I don't know. I just either don't show those two, you know, guys or use them, but don't show me them and then do nothing with them. It's that was kind mm-hmm. of annoying. I guess we're supposed to feel nervous for Nick Cage. I don't know. Cause, cause as far as they're, he's concerned, he's because he has nothing on him unless, unless that the, Unless he's afraid they'll recognize him, but mm-hmm. yeah, but again, that's this, what I always thought. Doesn't he? Ha- isn't during the scene? Isn't he carrying the? He's carrying a tube, an empty tube. Yeah, 
it's just an empty tube because she has he has the glasses, but she has the declaration. But this is 2004, right? It's not like they're gonna pull out their iPhones and look at a picture of him. You know, like yeah, there's a chance that they might not. The FBI hasn't disseminated his picture to every law enforcement agency on the planet yet. But anyway, just one little thingy. Um, Out of all the times I lived in Pennsylvania, down in Philly, and all the times I've been to that park, I've never seen a ranger like that at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it was in movies. They, they're only there when the plot needs them. But then you can have a slow speed car chase through a construction zone and there's not a cop to be found. It's like uh, an elf where Santa yeah. sees the Central Park Rangers. Uh, yeah. They've yeah. never <laughs> forgiven me for putting them on the naughty list all those years ago. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the uh, the lady at the, the steak counter or whatever is the lady from Bad Boys 2 who says, you two need Jesus. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. I think it's the same woman, which would make sense, but um, she cracked me up. <laughs> Uh, I, I like her but when she's like I'm hiding from my ex and she says that, that bald man there she says like stay as long as you like <laughs> I just I like that <laughs> uh, um, uh, fire rails look really cool but A how do you turn them off and B wouldn't it use up all the oxygen and you would suffocate and die yeah well the first thing they do though is build a uh, another shaft out the other side, so you can have a back entrance. Yeah, but <laughs> well, I mean, in any kind of mining operation, that is that is true. It is true, I know, <laughs> but yeah, uh. <laughs> I would assume also that the stairs, those stairs, were well were better maintained. Like no one fell to their death trying to climb out of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you would think masons would have, you know, masonry. Uh, in that room. So. Oh, instead of just wooden steps? Yeah. Just wooden steps, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was pressure-treated wood, right? They had that back in 1780, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was that janitor from earlier who just kept sweeping all the dust into the other room. <laughs> yeah. He those steps very well. Yeah, bastard. Uh, that's it. That's all my notes, man. That's that's it. Anybody else yeah. have any notes Um, we want to talk about before I play some clips? Uh, Let's hear some clips. You ready? All right. Let's play some clips. Do it. Uh, This one is great. Albuquerque. See, I can do it too. Snorkel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So there's two reasons why I captured that. One is in the trivia, which I'll read later, which is really, really great. But also, excuse me. So rewind about seven years. Uh, we have the original cast, uh, Sam and myself, Chad and Cornelius are out to dinner after a movie. I don't remember the movie. And we went to a place here called Mellow Mushroom. Mm. Um, do they have mellow? Probably don't have mellow mushrooms in, in Illinois where you are. Yeah. So it's, um, it's they're branching out, but they're not that far yet. Yeah. It's a, it's a pizza place. They do pizza. It's good. So we're there and. Uh, Sam, I think you did this as well as Chad, and they got what they call a flight of beers, right? You get a, you know, a, it's, mm-hmm. it literally comes out on a paddle, mm-hmm. and it's you know, like six beers, uh, little you know, kind of shot glass sized beers. Yep. So you can try different ones to see if you want to buy, you know, a glass of a beer. And so, <laughs> Chad takes a sip of this one beer, and Chad was in a mood, 
And he starts going into, <clears throat> he was doing his best, um, uh, Anthony Bourdain, I don't know, impression. He's like, hmm, he's kind of sloshing it around. He's chewing it, you know. He's, oh, this is, this is very supple and and kind of nutty. And it just <laughs> that stuff drives me crazy. So I said, snorkel. See, I can do it too. I could just make up words, and everyone at the table started laughing except Chad. He was kind of pissed. Uh, even the server thought it was really funny. So anyway, that's that's why I played that clip there. Albuquerque. See, I can do it too. Snorkel. <laughs> okay. Um, here's some of that uh, great acting that Andrew was alluding to earlier. Had we lost the war, they would have been hanged, beheaded, drawn and quartered. And, oh, oh, my personal favorite. Had their entrails cut out and burned. <laughs> and burned. Yeah. <laughs> Did he go to the uh, William Shatner uh, School of Acting? For that scene? I don't know. Sounds like it. A little bit. Um, I, you know, I will say this. And a little bit of a Nick Cage's defense. Um, I actually thought that he didn't overact that much in this movie. It felt like most of the time he was just looking at Riley with this kind of confused look and just saying things back to him. I, you know, it, it felt like he it, was, it was when he was quoting the declaration and, and some of those mm-hmm, moments mm-hmm. where it was like, yeah. it was like eye rolling, uh, you know, he's so obsessed that he, he knows all of this by heart. And it's just, that was, that was a little much. It is. It is very self, uh, reverential. Is that a word? I don't know. Yeah. He, 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 you're right. You're not wrong. I just, yeah. Okay. Here's, here's some fun Riley. Uh, actually the rest of these are Riley. So here you go. Then the, uh, the mean declaration ladies behind you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why I love it. it. It almost felt like he couldn't remember the line, and he because he he messes that up like three times. But the way he delivers it is just really funny. I just like he messes up every word. I mean, then the uh, the mean d- declaration ladies behind you. I, mean, <laughs> I just I don't know. Part of me thinks that that oh, okay yeah that's a good take. Really, I I can say the line clearly. Oh, it's it's funnier this way. Um, now I do have a clip. This is really unique. I actually have a clip of Andrew's kids on their last road trip, uh, back to, uh, out to Asheville. This is the kids, uh, on a road trip to Asheville. When we get there, I'm hungry. This car smells weird. (laughs) (laughs) That was actually today on the way home from school. Ah, nice. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love that one. I really do. That just. When we get there, I'm hungry. This car smells weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes me laugh every time. I'm keeping that forever. That's that's uh, that's that's just gonna go um, right down next to um, something like. I'm gonna cut your heart out with a spoon. Going to go right next to that. Um, this also was a kind of a funny moment with Riley. I, I know something about history that you don't know. I'd be very excited to learn about it, Riley. Oh, hold on one second. Let me just. I'm just taking this moment. This is. <laughs> this is cool. Is this how you feel all the time? Because you know, except for now, of course. Riley. All right. 
Good stuff. And lastly, this one. Okay, who wants to go down the creepy tunnel inside the tomb first? Yeah, there we go. You're okay, Andrew? You look confused. That's, that's no, I'm just thinking that's, that's what my son said, but he said, who wants to go out of the creepy tunnel inside the womb first? Oh, nice. When he was born. Okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lauren approves. There you go. Good. Thanks, Lauren. Yeah. I miss Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> She's got <laughs> such a great laugh. <laughs> oh, that's great. It just makes me smile. Okay. Um, cool. Time for this. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Speaking of Lauren, there's one of the, that was a kind of a fun segue there. So while Gage is attempting to decipher the first clue on board the Charlotte, Shaw suggests prison. Riley then says, Albuquerque. See, I can do it too. Snorkel. This is a reference to the 1998 Weird Al Yankovic song, Albuquerque, which talks about a man's journey to Albuquerque to retrieve his lucky autographed glow-in-the-dark snorkel. So they made a Weird Al reference in the movie. And I've seen this movie a bunch of times, and I have that album memorized, and I never picked up on that. I think that's great. Did I lose everyone else? Is it just me and Andrew right now? No, I'm here. Oh, good. <laughs> Sam may have been lost like 30 minutes ago. And I have, yeah, I haven't realize. heard Sam in a minute, so that's fine. Yeah. If he comes back, that's great. <laughs> Maybe his dog ate him or ate the controller. Uh, it, wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a surprise. Uh, let's see. In the Washington, D.C. segment during the planning... Oh, I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I was wondering why people kept talking over me. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't get it working edgewise here. Man, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. What were you saying? Was it anything fun? No, I was making fun of you generally. Oh. So. <laughs> I mean, that's good content if you want to say it. <laughs> no, we're good. Okay. One of, uh, again, one of uh, uh, the most uh, commented things I've gotten on Twitter is they love it when Sam uh, tries to get, you know, Sean upset or angry ah. or flustered. So, well, uh, that's everybody. That's 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 the sole reason I'm here, isn't it? I think that's true. That and to make really great art. Uh, that your uh, the graphic this week oh. is, is really amazing. I, I truly think it's great. It's, okay. I appreciate it. Okay. Oh, absolutely, dude. Uh, seriously, it's great. Go uh, go look at it. The graphic's great. In the Washington, D.C. segment during the planning stages of the burglary, the movie cuts to an external shot of a building on the Potomac River, presumably where the bad guys are planning their attempt. This building is the Watergate Hotel. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't realize that's where the bad guys were we're supposed to be no like I, I just didn't put that together now if i were a good podcaster which clearly i'm not but uh if i were a good one because uh, i captured this trivia after watching the movie as i always do i would have reread the trivia in preparation for capturing clips and captured this but again i'm not a good podcaster so i didn't do this so when ben Fix is invested yeah right <laughs> when ben is investigating that okay yeah let's pretend i'm gonna do this in post and i'll say this when ben <laughs> is investigating the dead end treasure room near the end and discovers the keyhole for the charlotte pipe a few bars of the underscore are from pirates of the caribbean curse of the black pearl 
Both are Jerry Bruckheimer and Walt Disney Pictures projects. Leave space for me to insert audio here. Hey, doesn't that sound just like it? <laughs> it oh, does. That's great. That yeah, is that amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I totally hear the, the connection. It's iconic. Yeah. It's just, how, can, it's, how can we save more money because Nick Cage took it all? <laughs> oh, my goodness. He only took 1%, half of 1%. He only took half of 1%. That's too Uh, much. Yeah. Okay. It's still too much. (laughs) The next time we have a a earth shattering find, you get to negotiate the finder's fee. See, I'm actually (laughs) kind of curious because I actually want to try to find it, but I'm afraid the the treasure. No, the no, not the treasure, (laughs) but the clip. But I'm afraid it's just going to be you know six minutes of me trying to find it, and it'll just be uncomfortable for all. Oh, see, there it is. Um, so that was it. That was it. That was it. No, there no. goes our. Uh, you you just demonetized us. Thank you, Opie. I love how you say I demonet. Like like that's ever been an option. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is! Holy sh- holy crap! Listen. Yeah, yeah. The, the wind pipes or the yeah. yeah. That's cool as hell. I'm glad I did that. Actually, um. All right, there. I don't care. We're not going to get kicked. Uh, well, we probably get kicked off of YouTube because it's Disney. But yeah. Whatever. Um. Oh, we did have this. Holy crap. We absolutely uh-huh. had a, a montage, and there's a giant cat on my screen. Good <laughs> lord. Andrew has a... a the a, cat a, has made its appearance. A, the, Andrew has a pretty tabby cat who just walked right in front of his camera, but because of the depth of field, that cat looked like it was about 11 feet tall compared to Andrew. <laughs> well, he actually is that big in his oh, name. Oh, there he goes. Oh, he's coming back. <laughs> Wait. This, he, Wait, is this deja vu? He went from left to right and then left to right again. He didn't swipe back across camera. Oh, there he is. Oh, this is amazing. For the podcasters, I'm sorry. Again, you guys aren't getting to experience this cat. Um. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, it's time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. All right. We are going to do top three treasure hunting movies. That's right. Movies where people are hunting treasure. Um, yes. Sam goes first. All right. So I, in my top three, I've got uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, Which one? Uh, as my number three. The what? first one, Curse oh. of the Black Pearl. Okay. I've got Sahara. Oh, as number two, nice. love my Sahara. And as a child of the '80s, I I would be kicked out of my decade if I didn't say Goonies as my number one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So, yeah. How about you? Uh, me. Oh, is it my turn? No, uh, it's our guest's turn, Graydon. Oh yeah, Graydon. Um, I would have to say Road to El Dorado. That's okay. my number three. Okay. It's an old, it's an animated movie from my childhood. 
Is that like the same early. people who did uh, Anastasia? I no, I think it's early DreamWorks, like okay, um, like um, Prince of Egypt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So number two, I would have to say my favorite of the franchise, um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Nice. Yeah. And number two, I'm up there with Sean. I'm up there. I would be kicked out, and my wife would be like, "Why didn't you mention this?" Goonies. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, so. All right. Oh, we got another feline uh, uh, making a uh, appearance. Oh, nice. Yeah. Where you, where's yours? So I'm gonna have to start sneezing here pretty soon. Yeah, no, just to just let you guys know. Gonna start coming through the TV. My cat's uh, somewhere with my wife, which is where that that absolutely needs to be. So, <laughs> all right. So my top three. I'm gonna kind of switch some things up because you guys stole all of mine. So, because my original three included Sahara, which I love Sahara. I don't care. It's not a great movie. I don't care. I love it. Um, I also had Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. It is also my favorite of the trilogy. Um, it's really good. So I'm going to switch out Last I'm going to keep Sahara because I love Sahara. So I'm going to keep Sahara as my number one. Adventures of Tintin as number two. Okay. okay. Number three. It's going to get moved to number three. My number two is going to be The Mummy. I'm going to switch that to The Mummy. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and then... We were kind of joking earlier pre-show. I was like, ooh, can, can Sean find a way to connect us to Star Trek? The closest <laughs> I can come to Star Trek is Star Trek Four, the one with the whales, where they're searching for whales. So that's kind of treasure. <laughs> it's a stretch, but it's as close as I can come with. Jesse or Cam, if you guys can think of a better Star Trek one, let me know, but... Uh, that's a, the whales will save us all. That's right. The one with the whales, which has actually become its own meme on like the, in the Trek Twitter verse, where you actually don't ever call it the voyage home. You just literally call it the one with the whales. So, which is pretty great. Andrew. All right. Well, I'm going to go. Uh, I had the mummy on my list, so I'm going to move that down and I, I'm going to pick up a little movie we've talked about before called Shipwrecked. Yeah, the Disney one. Okay. I, I thought you yeah. were going to say that one. Yeah, uh, I, I do mention that one often. Yeah, that's a that's a fond memory from my childhood. Yeah, it then, does uh, hold up. Don't number watch it. two, I have Holes. Okay, which is okay. another. Oh, I Disney forgot film. about Holes. Yeah, yeah, and then at number one, I have Ready Player One. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Chris from Measuring the Score would appreciate that. Which I. Just by the way, and in the store the other day, saw the book Ready Player Two and almost bought it, but I did not. Yeah, and nobody okay. cares about that story, but uh, I thought I would share. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> heard a lot of great things about it. Um, yeah, it's again, it's okay. It's oh, you not, have read it. That's right, Sam. You, yeah, you read it. The story read, of Luigi. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I read things. <laughs> yes, I know you read things. I, I did the audio book for Ready Player One, which is narrated by. Will Wheaton. A machine? Oh, no, Will, Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton does it, which is great because when he talks about Will Wheaton being the president, I'm like, he gets to talk about himself. It's kind of funny. Uh, all right. Twitter has given us some fun ones. So uh, let's see. Cameron from the Green Shirt Podcast, a newbie's trek through TNG, says The Goonies, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. Oh, I can't put that anywhere. I can't either. But yeah. Honestly, that's bad. Yeah. That's just 
Yeah. That's, that's like almost childhood ruining movie. Sorry, so Cam. Bad. Sorry, Cam. You're, yeah. you're getting booed for that one. Boo. Uh, Jesse <laughs> from the Sudden But Inevitable podcast, deep into the throes of season three, uh, where they're doing the Cowboy Bebop, the Netflix canceled too soon Cowboy Bebop show. Oh, brother, where art thou? The, okay. the Road to El Dorado and Treasure Planet. Do not seek the treasure. We thought you was a horny toad. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, that. And then on Facebook, good friend of the show, Alan, says the original Indiana Jones trilogy. So he's saying all three. City Slickers 2. And oh, God. How did I forget oh, that? Yeah, yeah, I know. The search for uh, what's his name's gold. Curly's no. gold. Curly's yeah. gold. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a good one. And said, and Firewalker as his number three. What's uh, Firewalker? I don't know. Uh, I, interesting. And then also a good friend of the show, Billy. Oh, Billy. Oh, Billy. Um, who is the 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 husband of the voice of this is Cheap Seat Reviews in our in our intro and outro. Um. Yep. He posted first of all. He said just three. Okie dokie. Ready Player One. Pirates of the Caribbean and Indiana Jones and the Raider, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So thank you, gentlemen, for those. That's really great. Thank you for everyone for participating in our little thingy here. So that's uh, there's that. Okay, perfect. Um, time for this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we for. Uh, we band of brothers um, pick a score from zero to ten to rate this movie and compare it to other movies. I'm stalling because I'm trying to pull up my sheet here. <laughs> and Andrew goes first. Well, IMDb gives it a six point nine, and my friends, I just I just can't do that. So I'm gonna go a little bit lower. Uh, I'm gonna say four point two. I thought you were going to go about that low. Wow. All right. Wow. Uh, Graydon. I would give it about, out of 10, I would give it about maybe a five, five and a half. Oh, wow. Okay. The, the, the reason why is, as you compare it to other movies like it, like Indiana Jones, you can actually see the stuff in Indiana Jones happening more so than you could here. So it's all the disbelief stuff. I mean, in a movie, you're supposed to be like, take away all the belief and everything you know, but you're here in America. You're not going to get away with that in 2004. (laughs) (laughs) You're also not going to get away with those clothing styles in 2004, but whatever. What? (laughs) Nick Cage. Okay, never mind. I won't talk anymore about how bad he is. (laughs) (laughs) I modeled my entire look in the in the aught after this movie. Sam, um, I am I, I like it. I enjoy this movie. I'm going to give it a seven point zero five out right. of ten. I enjoy this thing. Yeah, cool. I would have my my kids um, watch. So, yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm with you, Sam. I'm going to give it a seven. Also, I have fun with this movie. Again, it's not perfect. It's not great. It's good. I mean, at seven, I you know it's better than good. I think it's it's above Ooh. average film. Um, yeah, I think the sequel lacks some stuff. 
the, the disbelief in the second one is a little too far. I mean, there is yeah. no lake on the other side of Mount Rushmore. I mean, it's just, you know, there's, there's some, some crazy stuff there, but I, you know, I don't, I don't have a problem with this movie. I really don't. I think it's fine. And you know, we get stuff like this. When we get there, I'm hungry. This car smells weird. You know, I mean, so, <laughs> you know, thanks. So anyway, I think this movie is fine. Seven. Uh, I get a seven. That gives us an average score of 5.93. So that, that's, that's right in line with while you were sleeping. Okay. And, and uh, Ghostbusters 2. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, looking yeah. for other 5.9-ish movies. Yeah. So, oh I'm, yeah, the I'm last good with this. Uh, yeah. Enola Holmes was a five point okay. nine. Uh, yeah. No. I kind of like Enola Holmes better than this, but okay. I, I don't. <laughs> I <laughs> thought Enola Holmes was. It did a lot of other things better. Like I think the acting was better, especially by the girl. But that movie annoyed me in so many ways, mainly with the Sherlock Holmes stuff. Yeah. To uh, let me forgive it easily. No, Sherlock Holmes is a linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Graydon, please tell our listeners where they can find your show, Bin Busters, and all of that stuff. Because, um, yeah, do that now. All right. Um, as Sean said, I'm known on YouTube as Bin Buster. What I do is I go out to thrift stores, garage sales, flea markets, um, the dump-ins and stores, and I scour them for $5 and under movies. I watch them and I review them. You can find me there. You can find me at The Bin Buster on Twitter, uh, at The Bin Buster on Instagram, and The Bin Buster on TikTok, too. So, Cool. Cool. That's, yeah, a, that's, cool. that's a neat idea. I like that idea a lot. Mm-hmm. That's that's not that far away than what we do, only we're way <laughs> lazier and we just stick to um, streaming movies. Streaming movies, yep. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of the same thing because there are times yeah. where the guys are like, what are we watching tonight? I'm like, well, I'm kind of scraping the bottom of Netflix tonight, so let's watch Iron Sky 2, you know, or whatever. Sky Sharks. Sky. Ooh, that sounds fun. Sky Sharks. I like it. Uh, okay, that's it. That's the show. That's not the show. I have one other thing. Um, I apologize. Hold on. Uh, I have the quote game. I must play. Um, for the quote game, I will play. Uh, I will play this sound here. Stop eating my sesame cake. All right. The uh, the quote game last week. Our quote was, "You're gonna need a bigger boat," which I think we all pretty well established was. Anaconda. I was going to say Speed 2. I think it's Speed 2. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's Speed 2. This one... Yeah. 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 Thank you, Graydon, for picking up what I'm putting down. (laughs) Because there was a moment where you're like, wait, he's not being serious right now, is he? (laughs) This is a game game where simply I give you a quote from a movie from the giant poster that my parents gave me a year ago for Christmas. And if you, the listener, know what the movie quote is, you... Send me a text or a tweet or a Facebook message or an email and say, this is the name, this is the movie that that quote is from. And I will mail you a sticker for free. 
Um, Whether I, you like it or not. Well, yeah. So, um, so we've been doing this for 49 weeks, and I've not mailed one sticker yet. So there's that. Oh, but what? I've had several people message me, but they're people that already have stickers. So, you know, <laughs> like uh, listener Andrew or Maxton um, or An- uh, I said Andrew, um, Alan. They're like, we already have stickers. You already mailed us some, but this is the quote just so that you know that people are listening. So thank you guys for doing <laughs> that. This week's it is Goblin King, Goblin King, wherever you may be, come take this child of mine far away from me. Hmm. So. I actually don't know that one. Really? I do. Yeah, I really I do. don't. Yeah. Oh. As a child of the of the eighties, I, I remember. Yeah, that I think this is before my time. It is a little before your time, but yeah. you know, you've also seen Star Wars, which was before your time, so there is that. True. I'll give you one hint. There is a famous singer in this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a sewing machine. Yeah. A famous singer. Okay. Wow, and Sam. <laughs> deep dive. <And> another. Wow. <laughs> Hold on. That was a good joke. Okay. It was a good joke. That yeah. was a good joke. Wow. I needed uh, And it was... Timing was, was good on that. Too. Yeah. That was... <laughs> That was good. Um, I'm I don't, on fire. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's going to go in the intro or not, but maybe. Yeah, it's a, it's a sewing machine. You, you have to know that Singer is a brand of sewing machines to get that joke. I mean, that's that's a good joke, Sam. I, you're you're on it today, that is. man. That's yeah. great. All right. Um, what are we doing next week? Right, that's it. That's where we're. Oh, at. it's our big February. Guys, Start, right? February, we are doing Lord of the Rings. Yep. I we am... are going to take the entire month, every single hour in the month of February, and watch the extended <laughs> versions of of all Lord of the Ring movies. So I think... You know, I, I don't think I've ever told you guys this, but I've never seen the theatrical cut. I've only seen the extended version of these movies. I don't... You're not... There's no benefit to, to watching the theatrical cut, other yeah. than it's shorter. Yeah. Well, that's that's the benefit that I'm looking forward to, though. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. If you've, I mean, if you've seen the the extended version and then you watch the theatrical, you just go, "Oh, okay, they cut that part. That's fine." So, um, yeah. So, but the, the I think I saw that the extended cut is available on HBO wherever we're watching these. Whatever streaming mm-hmm. platform has these, I think has both versions. So watch whichever it version does, you're yeah. going to want to watch. I don't think it'll matter to the discussion, but we've got four awesome guests lined up. We're doing Fellowship, Two Towers, Return of the King, and then the fourth week will be a deep dive into Howard Shore and the music of Lord of the Rings. I'm very excited for that. I can't wait to talk to you all about this. Very exciting. Graydon, thank you so much for coming on the show. Again, thank you for uh, kind of being our last-minute fill-in. Um, <laughs> really appreciate it. Absolutely. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so with that all having been said, go to cheapseatreviews.libson.com. That's our website there. You can find links to all of our social media, uh, like Twitter, Facebook, um, our YouTube. We have stuff on YouTube. Go look at it there. Um, and, uh, email is cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. That's going to do it. So on behalf of Graydon, Andrew, Sam, and Sean, or this is Sean saying thank you all (laughs) so much for listening. Who am I? I'm Sam, right? You're Sean. This is Sean saying thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. 
Cheap Seat Reviews. Hey everyone, my name is Laziza and I'm the host of Healthy Teen. Healthy Teen is a podcast that helps teenagers go through this difficult phase in their lives with happiness, health, peace, and a piece of understanding of what this world is all about. So join me each week as I dive into mental and physical health of teenagers. Also, I talk about finding our own path in this world and making an impact and trying to make this world a better place. You can find me on Twitter, doglaziza6, and you can find my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Wisdom, Good Pods, and so on. I guess I'll see you there. Bye!